Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Sea Dogs podcast, all things Scarborough Athletic FC, hosted by me, Paddy Billington, a lifelong Borough fan. And from This Is The Coast, the local commercial radio station for the Yorkshire coast, and the radio station proud to bring you full match commentary of every Scarborough Athletic match home and away in the 2023-24 season on our sister service, This Is The Coast Extra, supported by Northeast Security Shutters, the winning team. Uh, right, coming up this episode, well, it's a bit of a 90s special, actually, as we get all nostalgic. Uh, going back to the decade when... Scarborough FC spent most of their time playing in the Football League. Yeah, apart from that last bit, but we don't need to talk too much about that. So we're after your favourite memories of the 1990s uh, watching Scarborough. There's plenty of them, aren't there? And there's plenty of comments on the Scarborough Athletic FC supporters group, which we'll be reading out during the podcast. And the reason is we've got a very special guest, one of Scarborough's all-time top players, Banging in the goals, goal after goal after goal in the 90s. We're talking about Darren Foreman. Yep, we're chatting to Darren Foreman on this episode of the Sea Dogs podcast. We'll also preview Scarborough Athletic away at Spennymore Town later. We'll look back on what has been an incredible festive period. Five league wins on the bounce, Scarborough to third, Harry Green scoring a hat-trick. Uh, the place absolutely bouncing, the Flamingoland Stadium. And what's not to love as a Scarborough fan at the minute, eh? Thanks as always for listening to uh, and downloading the Sea Dogs podcast. Uh, getting over 3,000 downloads per episode at the minute. Absolutely amazing. You can get this uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast from Spotify, iTunes, and always at thisisthecoast.co.uk slash podcasts. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and then you'll be notified every time a new episode drops, as they say. Darren Foreman, welcome to episode 35 of the Sea Dogs podcast. How are you? I'm all right, thanks, Paddy. How are you? I am good. Well, we're sort of celebrating the 1990s in uh, episode 35 of the Sea Dogs podcast, so I uh, can't really not um, uh, have a chat with you. What a time it was, actually, as a Scarborough fan. There were some great days, weren't there, in, in the in the Football League, and you must have some fantastic memories uh, yourself. Yeah, I think, um, like a lot of the supporters and, and, and players from the 90s, we, it was a... It was an exciting time to play football in general, I think. Um, I'm not a massive fan of all the stuff that goes on. I think we're very television-based and money-based, aren't we now? But I think we, we find that uh, in the 90s, football was, uh, was was the bread and butter for quite a lot of towns. And, and uh, we had some great times at Scarborough. I loved, I loved uh, Scarborough that much. I managed, I stayed. Um, I think you can think of the, the League Cup run in uh, 93 no, 92 92 93 which was you know fantastic for the for the town and for the players and for the club really Yes, it was one of those very special uh, seasons, wasn't it? With the, with the famous cup run. Um, ultimately, we ended up playing Arsenal, didn't we? Of course, in the in the thick fog. Yeah, that was a, that was the shame of it. I think it the build up and all the expectation to the game, and I think it'd been called off. It had, yes, it had week. been called off. Yeah, due to a frozen yeah. pitch or something. Yeah, yeah, and then the the, the game itself. Unfortunately, we just um, the pitch was heavy still, um, and uh, if I can remember it, it was just fog bound for the majority of the game. So that took a bit of the edge off the off the day, I suppose. But um, I think it was still a great run, and I think it was a great night for for the club and for the supporters. Yeah, well, a one nil defeat to uh, to that Arsenal team as well, and they had all the big guns out, didn't they, that night? Uh, no, no shame at all in that. So your career, um, you obviously played for a few clubs before you uh, you arrived at Scarborough, hadn't you? 
Well, I started at Barnsley as, a, as an 18-year-old. I, I played non-league. I was unlucky that I hadn't didn't get a club um, to sign for as an apprentice or anything like that. So I, I went to college, didn't know what I wanted to do really, and I uh, got lucky enough to play uh, for England schoolboys uh, under 18s. Got picked up by Barnsley, um, and that's where it started for me. My first uh, manager was Alan Clark, which for someone like myself was absolutely fantastic because. That was my position. So um, I, if you didn't learn from somebody who, even in training with his trainers on, could still finish fantastically. Anyone who remembers Sniffer was a fantastic player international. So I, I couldn't learn from anyone better, to be perfectly truthful. Um, and from Barnsley, I went on to crew. Um, didn't have a, a great time. Uh, they, they bought me as a record signing and... It just didn't work out. Sometimes you go somewhere, your face, you know, doesn't fit, or you just the, the, the makeup of the, of the team, or or the way you play just doesn't suit what goes on. So, even though I I spent you know very little time at Crew, I think what made me a better player, um, it became I think it gave me an opportunity to um, have a look at myself and think, step back and think, well, uh, what do I want to do and where, where do I want to go? So I worked a little bit harder, I think, off the ball than I had done previously, and so. I was lucky that Scarborough wanted to take me on on loan. Um, Ray always tells a story that uh, when uh, crew were looking at me at but when I was at Barnsley, Ray was at the same games as the crew manager Dario Grady, and they they had a conversation and they realised that they were both looking at the same player. Um, but unfortunately, Scarborough couldn't afford uh, the the uh, eighty thousand that crew paid, um, so I ended up um, at Scarborough via. The back door show, so to say. Yeah, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, I mean, you really banged in some goals, didn't you, for Scarborough? I think you are. You still Scarborough FC's leading league scorer, I believe you are, aren't you? Yeah, yeah that's correct. I mean, I, we had a. Uh, I, I don't know how long the, the club were in the, the league for, to be truthful. So we, we, you know, they'd always they always had um, problem getting a goal scorer. Um, and when I came to the club, they did still they still hadn't had a, a player that scored a hat trick in a league game. That was a big thing, um, and so I managed to achieve that uh, twice for Scarborough in, in about a month, I think, to be perfectly truthful. But it was it was it was a great place to come to. Um, I think the fans are passionate. It's not a massive fan base, but what fan base they have got is is fantastic. Um, it's the club can, you know, have made great strides to get back to to where they are, and uh, you know, I'm I'm a, and I'm I'm an avid supporter as well as as being a person that's played for the club. Yeah, well, you mentioned those hat tricks. Of course, one of them was against York City, so you know you'll be forever loved for that by every Scarborough fan. Uh, great goals as well. You must remember that day fondly. Ah, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic day. You know, they were top of the league. Um, we were going well as well at the time, and. The first 20 minutes were a blur, you know, within 20 minutes we were three up and I'd scored three goals and they were uh, did decent finishes as well. And, you know, to score a goal, to score a hat-trick in the local derby and our, our fiercest rivals was um, was a day I'll never forget. And, you know, it, it does get mentioned quite often. Um, and I'm proud of the fact that I was the, uh, uh, the, the first... Um, hat-trick scorer for Scarborough in the Football League. Yeah, great partnership as well with uh, Tommy Mooney, I remember back in the day. Yeah, well, Tommy was great for me. He did the bits that I couldn't do. He was big, strong, athletic, um, nice left foot. 
Um, so I, I have to be honest that he did a lot of the work for me. I was the, the more the goal scorer, I suppose, if that's what you way you look at it. But I think the best strikers have a, a partner that suits them, and he certainly suited me. Obviously, he was a big disappointment when he, he left to go on to better things, but I think he was always destined to play at a higher level. Obviously, you'll have been devastated like the rest of us when Scarborough FC went bust in 2007, um, and it's been a long way back, hasn't it, for the for the new club? Yeah, as I mean, I was I was unfortunate to be there the last game that the club, uh, as it was played, I was doing a bit of physio and uh, helping out at the club at the time, so it was is a disappointing um, end to. What had been a, a fantastic journey for for um, for the for Scarborough Club and and also for the supporters, you know, to get to be the first league club, as first non-league club to to gain uh, league entrance by uh, promotion, um, was was a fantastic for the club and it was obviously disappointing. But you've got to take your hat off to the to the band of supporters, the chairman and the club who've who've managed to get the club back to a. Uh, Back home in Scarborough, firstly, and also to a decent standard, you know. And who knows that you know the way the things are going at the moment that you know they won't progress up the leagues. Um, it's obviously going to be very, very difficult. That the fact that a lot of the clubs are now uh, full time at this, at some at, you know at the level above, is is testament to the difference in football from the sort of uh, from the eighties and nineties, where most of the clubs who played non-league were all part timers. Yeah, I know, and and that's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we're in a great position, and as we record this, Scarborough third in National League North, you know, and, and definitely pushing on to try and at least get a playoff place. Um, but as as we know, that step up to to the National League is a huge step, isn't it? And you know, not only is it you know a big gulf in terms of the quality of football, but you've got to be so careful, haven't you, that you don't overspend? Because as we've seen, clubs that go up and and have to try and spend to go full time, whatever, they can end up in a in a big mess. The the most important thing is that we we keep a football club and that we you know we make it sustainable. That that is the most important thing ahead of everything, really, isn't it? Yeah, we don't want to lose lose sight of the fact that we've gone belly up once before. Um, I think Trevor and the board. They're on it. They 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 they're careful what they do. They they also support John Owen respect of. They've given him a little bit of leeway in the market to to go and buy players. We're never going to be able to buy buy lots of players, but I think it's important to maintain a good financial base. And you know, um, lots of clubs go up into the into the higher divisions with a, a sugar daddy chairman. Soon as he, soon as they don't find you know, as soon as they pull out their money, then they find themselves in in financial difficulties. Um, and I think that, you know, as a fan and supporter base, I don't think that's likely to happen to Scarborough. But like you say, the expense of going up to an extra division is, you know, Scarborough training in York. They use facilities in York because most of the players are that way. And then to have to go full time, that means you've got to, you know, train four or five times a week. Um, the players, you, you probably have to play your players a little bit more because they, they're full-time rather than having part-time jobs. Um, so there is a lot of financial implications concerned with um, promotion. But, you know, I, if you said to somebody, would you like to would you like to take promotion? I think most people would, would accept it. Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> whether it's in this type, you know, whether it's this season or next season, whether the club can build on what they've got, the momentum they've got and and take it from there, really. 
It's great, isn't it, seeing the, the kids around town wearing Scarborough shirts? You know, me and Mithraf do the, the kids' discos, and at every one of those, you know, you've got, you've got three or four who are wearing Scarborough shirts, and you see them going around town. That's been great to see. You know, that is a reminder of a bit of a flashback to the 90s. You know, young people engaged with and supporting the football club. Oh, absolutely fantastic. It's great to see kids train. I mean, I, I, I play on a, uh, a Tuesday night, play with my, 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 a few of my work friends and friends as well, work colleagues, and there's all the kids have all got, you know, they're all playing on, the, they're all playing five aside. I know Scarborough train there as well. The kids train there, but they've all got Scarborough shirts on it. It's absolutely fantastic, you know, rather than seeing a, a Man United shirt, a Liverpool shirt. I know, I know we, we've got a lot of lead supporters in Scarborough. Um, I think a lot of Scarborough supporters there, that's their second team, but it is fantastic to see. The, the, commercially, the club have done really, really well. Um, and, you know, it's nice to see, even with hats and scarves, you know, it's fantastic to see kids around town wearing those. Yeah, and of course you've been involved, haven't you, with Scarborough Athletic as well, doing some physio stuff uh, from time to time here and there. And uh, we know you, you work as a paramedic, don't you, now locally. Um, so you, you've, you've dabbled in that, haven't you, with the club here and there? Yeah, well, when, I, when when John came, I had a conversation with him. It was just the time concerned for me because obviously my job, my main job was paramedic. The two girls that were uh, the Becky and or who, who were involved, they were on it as well. And so I just felt as if I couldn't commit as much time um, to the club. And also there was a massive difference in travelling and things like that. So they were travelling overnight. Um, they were going to, to grounds that were 200 odd miles away. It's a long day when you've got to considering you've, you're a full, it's your, um, you know, I've got, I had to change a lot of my work and take some annual leave as well, which I didn't mind, but it became more of a, more and more um, tying on my time as such. And um, I've also got a, a son who's at university age. So um, it was sort of pulling me away from some of the things that I, I, I like to do outside of football. And as much as I enjoyed it, um, we made the decision that at the beginning of that season um, that I wasn't going to continue with it. But I still, I still speak to to, to the lads regularly. Um, I'm obviously good friends with, with uh, Jimmy and and Blotty and uh, and Kula obviously, um, and uh, Jono as well, who um, I think is an absolute legend. But it calls me legend. It, it embarrasses rather. But um, for someone who's you know had a career like he has, but I think he remembers. Um, myself from from the from the from the league days i think well well yeah yeah absolutely yeah when you were banging the goals for scarborough i think jono was probably still kicking the ball around uh, alexandra park if i remember rightly um i went to school with jono who's a couple of years above me and um yeah. you know ricky was in my year and i know they used to kick a ball around there all day every yeah. day um and so i think it was sort of the mid to late 90s when jono was just getting going you, with you with his career you should underestimate the job he's done he's done an absolutely fantastic job you know, um, I'm not surprised that York City were interested in when the York City job came up a year or so ago. And I think he'll be in the frame for other jobs. You know, obviously Scab want to keep him. But if you just look at the job he's done, he's done an absolutely fantastic job. A lovely bloke. Um, I don't think, he's, you know, he had a sticky start. I don't be the first to admit that it was a sticky start for him. But if you take away the first three or four months from his uh, tenure... It's been absolutely fantastic. It's been, you know, um, um, a fantastic ride. And the, the team played decent football. The, the club um, are moving in the right direction. You, you, you can't you can't underestimate the job he's done. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, there were people calling for him to to get sacked after a, a poor run of form, but it just shows, doesn't it? I mean, when we turned it around, boy, did we turn it around, and we ended up getting promotion that season. And it just shows, doesn't it? You have got to sometimes give give a, a manager time. What he's got clearly with the set of players at Scarborough Athletic is this fantastic camaraderie, this fantastic team spirit. Every single game, um, you know, in his post match interview, all he does is heap praise on his players, win or lose he always talks about how hard working they are what a great bunch they are as well and you know players do want to play for him and the key thing is as well you know good players will often you know it might be a stepping stone or they, they might quickly move on you know we, Scarborough are very good at keeping hold of really good players and that is because you know Scarborough is clearly a club that people enjoy playing for and want to play for and want to carry on playing for and want to progress with as well and that of course has got to come down to, to Jono hasn't it well, the, it's pretty evident about the, the new the new lad that's just signed. I don't know him, uh, the lad Mikel. He came straight away and said, "I was joining a, a fantastic bunch of players," and that's testament to to the club and to to the atmosphere that John has built with with the players. I mean, they've got some talented um, players as well. Uh, I, I love uh, Luka Kovar. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he probably could play at a higher level. Um, you know, and uh, Glynny in the past, Lewis Maloney. Um, they're married up with really solid um, pro- professional players. You know, your Kieran Wallalges, your, your Will Thorntons are very, very, very um, strong, resilient, good, strong personalities. And they've got a good mixture. I think they've always looked as if they struggled for a, a centre forward as such or a number nine. But this, the lad they've got a loan from, from Gateshead, from what I've seen, looks as if he could be the little bit of the jigsaw that they were possibly missing. It'd be nice to see if they can keep hold him for the rest of the season. Um, but from what I've seen there, at home, they're a match for anyone. I think if they could just get their away form a little bit more consistent, then they've got a good opportunity. Yeah, well, it looks like we have turned that around in, in recent matches, uh, certainly yeah. compared to the first uh, five or ten uh, away games of the season anyway. Uh, well, up the Borough tonight, of course, away at Spennymore. Looking forward to uh, commentating on that one later. Um, and thanks so much for your time. Just, just finally, you know, what is your, if, if you had one, if you could choose one highlight from your time at Scarborough FC uh, back in your playing days, what would your one highlight be? Uh, it'd have to be the York City hat-trick, I think. You know, the, the season in general was a, was a fantastic you know journey for me to win the golden boot that season as as the leading goal scorer and um, was a fantastic um accolade for for myself but on for an individual game the, the York City game uh, sticks out like a sore thumb when you score a hat trick so soon as well i mean do you do you take your foot off the pedal a little bit or or does it make you even hungrier to score more i i, I always wonder just you know if you, do you feel like oh, I've, I've done my bit now i can sort of relax a little bit or you know. I, I tell a little story paddy i actually was struggling to make the game before prior to the game i had a little bit of a niggle i came off after about 65 minutes i had a little bit of a niggle i had a niggle from a previous game so i was touch and go where i actually played and so um, by the time I got to sort of about 60 minutes, I was all in. Um, but it was, to, 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 you know, they were top of this top of the table. They were going great. They get this season. They got promoted, um, and you know, it, it does stick out. The, the Coventry game where we we came back from from two 0 down in the second leg also is, is a fond memory. Um, that was amazing. Yeah, I was in the main stand watching that, and um, uh, it was just, and it was all yeah. in the last minute. You know, we were one we. 
Yeah, they, they were top of the. the they they were pretty much top of the old first division as well at the time. Let's not forget. They they they, they were literally top of the old, when we when we played the first game. They were top of the uh, old uh, division one. So the Premiership as it is now, they were they were top of the league, and I don't think they'd lost away um, when we came to play the second game. They 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 lost the game, but they'd been at home. So to turn a two nil deficit down and to win three two was also very special, and also to win it, you know, to score in the 90th minute and then in the 90, 90th plus one minute was absolutely fantastic but um, there were great times and one that I fondly remember thanks so much your time Darren really appreciate it cheers Paddy take care have a good day all the best tonight big thanks to Darren Foreman Scarborough FC legend uh, thanks for joining us on episode 35 of the Sea Dogs podcast to celebrate Darren being with us on this episode we've been asking you about your favourite 90s memories of Borough Chris Marson, the uh, marketing director at the football club. Barney the groundsman, our pitch was always above the rest. Playoff semi-final against Torquay, despite getting thrashed. Ian Ironside, Darren Knowles and Jason Rocket, first favourite players. Being in the shed with my schoolmates. Getting lost every other Saturday when playing away. Days before Satnav. Pre-match build-up with Ivan Ash. Steve Brody. The classified football results. Andy Ritchie. Could go on. Happy days. Uh, Danny Thompson says, Rocket Fuel, Ironside Brew... And Richie Cola. You see, I enjoyed the Richie Cola um, and the Rocket Fuel. I remember those drinks. Uh, first game that my dad took me to was in 1995 versus Preston North End, and also versus Leicester City in the Coca-Cola Cup. Also, the Chris Tate hat trick versus Carlisle. The playoffs against Torquay and Andy Ritchie. What a legend! Uh, Chris Jackson says the League Cup 1992-1993. Bradford away and the last 15 minutes against Coventry at home. Yes, I was in the main stand watching that one, and we'd uh, lost two 0 have not we, in the first leg? at Coventry and then you know we needed to score three obviously to win and somehow we did it was just incredible wasn't it it was sort of like like that Chelsea comeback from the late 80s anyway thanks for those we'll do some more of your favourite 90s memories very soon but uh, those comments certainly bring about plenty of memories this is the past now coming up we've got a spending more preview firstly here's the goals as they went in on Saturday in the 3-0 win over Hereford commentary on This Is The Coast Extra from Ant Taylor and then we'll hear the thoughts of Scarborough boss Jonathan Greening Harry Green now just trying to get on her oh he has got it and he's got it over the keeper and Green with his ninth goal of the season Harry Green now sitting over this. And it's easy for the hat trick. 3 0 here. Four scared athletic. Harry Green, better than that. John, a 3-0-1 against Hereford this afternoon. A brilliant hat-trick from Greeny and a debut for Don McHale. Give us your assessment on today's game, please. Yeah, firstly, great performance, great professional performance. I think um, Greeny played really well. Obviously, deserves his hat-trick, took his goals really well. His first one, lob over the keeper. Second one, free keeper went in top bin. And then third one, obviously, penalty. Um, I thought every single player, subs who came on were absolutely terrific. Uh, Don McHale in his debut. Played really well as well. Uh, we brought him in because he's uh, an exciting player. I think he'll probably become a fan's favourite. Um, he can take players on, he can assist, he can score goals. He's got a little bit of flair, flair in his locker. He's got a few tricks, you know. Uh, you saw a, a little snip of it, of it today, but 
I think he'll get better and better. I think the more he trains with the lads, he's only trained once. So the more he gets to know the lads and um, you know uh, gets to know everyone else's strengths and weaknesses, um, it'll become even better for us. And like I said, I think he'll definitely become a fan's favourite. Well, it's five wins in a row, four clean sheets in five as well. <laughs> Not bad reading going into the new year. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we always take one game at a time. We want to play our best every single game. Um, they were a great group, group of boys, um, want to do well for the club. I think it's all about just uh, taking each game as it comes and trying to put our best performance on. Uh, we know if we play well, you know, and we play like we know we can do out of possession, in possession, we cause teams, teams problems. And I think that's shown over the last five games. Now the challenge for the players now is to um, try and do that every single game. Um, I think that's the hardest thing in football is turning up every single week, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So we'll prepare the boys right as we always do. Um, we'll, we try and give them as much information. We try and play from a, you know, a good structure, but give them the license to, to go and express themselves in the final third. And I think we've done that over the you know, recent weeks. I think we've played some really good stuff. We look a threat on the counter-attack. We've got some good players in wide areas. We've got a striker who can score goals. Frank to come back in, Lewis Malone to come back in. I think the midfield the last few weeks have been excellent with Walsey, Perves and Luca, and the back four have been really solid and Wits is getting better and better with each game as well. So loads to look forward to. We'll keep driving. We'll keep striving to try and get this club promoted and uh, we'll definitely be giving it our best. And that was Scarborough boss John O'Green. He's speaking to Scarborough Athletic FC TV after the win against Hereford. Five wins on the bounce. Not bad, eh? For a part-time team in National League North. We sit third in the table. It's not that long ago that we were 18th in the league with all the distraction of the FA Cup. And since that third Forest Green Rovers match, it's been win after win after win. Started on the 16th of December uh, when Scarborough beat Rushall Olympic 3-1 at home. We then beat Brackley Town 1-0 away. Tough place to go. We got that win and a clean sheet. Another clean sheet at home to Darlington with the 2-0 victory. We then had a third clean sheet in a row uh, beating Darlington away. And of course, uh, we've had another win as well um, to start January off with a 3-0 win over Hereford and yet another clean sheet. So that's why Scarborough sit third in the National League table uh, behind Tamworth and Scunthorpe United with the game in hand over those sides as well. Right, before we preview Scarborough away at Spennymore Town, some more of your comments now on this question. What are your favourite memories of the 1990s? Richard Oldale says, setting the media backdrop up with the commercial manager in advance of the press announcement of Colin Addison's appointment the club not been able to pay for the ground boards so settling up in signed players shirts boots and tracksuits chris takes hat-trick against carlisle and sitting in the seamer road stand in the blazing sunshine until 5 30 on saturday the 8th of may 1999 well i'm sure if there was any joy in that um it was soon uh, turned sour when of course news had come through of uh, jimmy glass's goal to send scarborough down into the conference um, Andy Bloomfield says uh, favourite memories of the 90s Darren Foreman's stunning hat-trick against York City and the brilliance of Sean Murray Tommy Mooney and Jason Rocket uh, thanks for your memories uh, you can keep adding to them in the Scarborough Athletic FC supporters group on Facebook we've got to see those so tonight it's spending more town away spending more have not had a great time of it recently but of course that means nothing does it we might have won loads on the bounce they might have lost a fair few but anything can happen in a game of football. It's a 7.45 kickoff. Jono is going to assess Frank Mulhern and Lewis Maloney prior to the match later. 
Spending more recently appointed former Mask United and Hartlepool boss Graham Lee as manager, with former Borough midfielder Ian Clark named as his assistant. They lost 1-0 at home on Saturday to Brackley in their debut fixture in charge. The Moors have dropped to 16th in the table after an impressive start to the season. Admission is £15, concessions 60 plus uh, are a tenner, under 18s are a fiver. You can purchase your tickets online. We've got the link on the Scarborough Athletic website. Uh, the game is segregated with visiting supporters entering turnstiles one and two on the T's crescent side of the ground and you can get in from six. I should say as well, actually, if you purchase tickets for the original fixture because it has been moved, then they are valid for this game. Cash and car payments are available. Programmes are available for 250 as well. Uh, the Valley Bar Sea Dogs running a bus, uh, which I think leaves Scarborough at five o'clock. Parking limited around Brewery Field. Supporters are advised to use public transport and the address for your tap now is DL166. JN. And if you can't make it to the game, we've got full match commentary on This Is The Coast Extra. And like the Sea Dogs podcast, it is supported by the winning team at Northeast Security Shutters. You can download the This Is The Coast smartphone app for free to your mobile phone and just uh, switch station to Extra in the menu. You can also ask your Alexa to launch This Is The Coast Extra and you can listen direct at This Is The Coast .co.uk slash extra. I'll be bringing you full match commentary tonight from Brewery Field from just before kickoff at 7.45pm. Well, thanks so much for listening to episode 35 of the Sea Dogs podcast. Let's see if we can make it six league wins on the bounce or at the very least avoid defeat tonight. Safe journey to all Borough fans and uh, make sure you've got your big coat on as well because it's going to be chilly. We'll see you on episode 36. This is the coast. The home of live Scarborough athletic coverage. This is the Coast Extra. With Northeast Security Shutters, the winning team for automated gates and garage doors. Visit nestdoors.co.uk. This is the coast.